0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the back of the classroom with myself, Lachlan, and my mate, Zach. How are you, Zach?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Pretty uh, fruitful weekend for myself. Uh, won the grand final, 2-1. Um, it was a goal in the first minute, not from me, um, from our striker, and then a volley just before half time to seal a 2-0 lead going into... The second half, um, and then they scored a consolation goal towards the end and kept pushing for a final, but uh, didn't get it. So ended up winning.
1: Nice. Yeah. No.
0: Wasn't too bad. I uh, I got a red card though, um, (laughs) with about fifteen yeah fifteen minutes ago, got a red card and um, it was for so I got a first yellow in the first half. Because I was watching the yeah. keeper and he kept bobbling the ball. Like he'd, he'd tr- go to catch it and it kind of just dropped to his feet and then he'd pick it up. Um, or he'd like save it and he'd parry it a little bit to his left and then he'd go pick it up. And so I was right. like, if I, just, if I just pressure him, he might drop the ball and it might go to my feet and I might, you know, score a tap-in goal or something, right? So this big swing cross comes in for our, from our winger and um, he runs to the ball and I was like, this is going to be it. So I, I slid in, thinking that he'd bobble it onto my foot. Um, he caught it perfectly, stepped back onto my foot and tripped straight over me. <laughs> and so I got a yellow card for it, even though I barely, like it wasn't really my fault, but because I was sliding in, it looked like it was. So yellow for that. And then um, second half, uh, this, uh, their left back has, their ball, has the ball and um, he turns back to his uh, keeper um, as I like go to get the ball from him and I put my foot on the ball and he goes to kick it out from under me and goes straight over the back of me and it looks like I've you know just put my leg in front of his but because my foot was on the ball, he kind of just tripped over the ball and my leg at the same time and ref just comes over and gives me another yellow and I was like, that was barely even a foul and, and got s- sent off and my mates were like, oh shit, it's 11 v 10. <laughs> Uh, and then literally, like, two minutes later, their midfielder uh called the ref uh, some pretty vulgar words and got set straight sent off um, for that. So it was 10v10, and then their, uh, their sub came on, and within two minutes, I think, he probably he did a studs tackle to the knee and got a straight red and got sent off. So the game ended 10v9.
1: Quite an eventful grand final, then.
0: Yeah, it was pretty wild, and the other team was like, they were saying some pretty horrid stuff the entire game. Like, you know, you can take, you can, you can be competitive and you can, you know, chat shit to the other team. But yeah, some of the stuff they were was saying was a bit over the top. Um, especially when the when the captain at the end, uh, in like, cause each captain has to give a speech at the end. He was going, "Oh, the refs are shit. The game was rude, and all." Like, <laughs> okay, mate, relax.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when your competitive nature gets ahead of you, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. how it is.
0: I think, yeah, I think they were, they were good blokes, but, yeah, got a bit got a bit too heated in the moment. But, yeah, good grand final win, back-to-back.
1: Two years in a row, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, two in a row, so hopefully we can do the three-peat next year. But other than that, oh, yeah, yeah pretty hope good. Hope you know, so. You'd be yeah. like
1: your boys in blue then, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, three in a row. Going for the fourth this, uh, this year, make history.
1: And you wear blue funny enough, don't you?
0: Yeah, 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 blue and white. Yeah, um, I think our kid actually looks like Brentford's kid. Um,
1: Just blue. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, Brentford. Oh, Brighton. I meant Brighton. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Um, yeah, no. That it looks. It look, Brighton's Brighton with stripes, don't they? Eh? Brighton. Yeah, yeah. They got yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. back on up. Fuck off. All right, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Nah. Um, but yeah,
1: oh, I, I didn't win any grand finals, but um, yeah, we lost 1-0, and uh, it was probably, like, the most <laughs> annoying match I've ever played in. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, like, so frustrating. Like, I hate losing to an opposition that's, like, not good. And, yeah. like, it wasn't like they were good, it was just, like, we just... Nothing we did worked. Like, all our passes just weren't going where they were meant to go. And then, like, when we did have, uh, like, opportunities to score and stuff, we just swanted them. And it was, like, oh, my days. Yeah, like, right. every time. I like I set up for, like, three, like, should have been sure goals. And we just, like, have bad touch or, like, just put them wide or, like, straight at the goalkeeper, like, far out.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we oh, lost to basically annoying. a bunch of uh, rugby players, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, quite disappointing.
0: Yeah, no, it would be far out. Sorry to hear that, bro. <laughs> oh,
1: it's, it's all right. I mean, it's just Shit. bloody Shit how it is.
0: Well, speaking of rugby players, um, I think that to start off today's podcast, we'd have to talk about the rugby, you know? NRL Finals is here, mate.
1: Well, yeah, we, we didn't get to it last week, um, so I yeah. think we can definitely start off with it, I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, for any uh, astute listeners of, of our podcast last week, um, we actually forgot to do our NRL tips, um, so we, uh, we won't be talking about them today, <laughs> because there aren't any to talk about, but we can talk about the uh, NRL uh, Finals, which are here and uh, looking better than ever, I think that uh, for the first time in a while, the teams outside the top four actually have a chance of winning it.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the more uh, evenly matched, uh, like, five to eight. And um,
0: mm.
1: I think there's a few that stand out. But I think it's yeah. exciting to see, you know, Raiders in the mix. Um Roosters who start off pretty pretty poor, yeah. they've, they've gone in there.
0: Um, yeah. and so. The Knights on a nine game unbeaten run into fifth, um, and then Cronulla who I feel like always pose a threat um, in there as well. So, um, it's an exciting time of the year. The next uh, three uh, next month sorry will be awesome for rugby league fans, um, and I guess I have to ask. Who do you think is going to be in the grand final?
1: I think the easy option is to say Panthers is going to be in there. I think a lot of people are going to say that. But
0: yep. going for the three-peat?
1: Yeah, I think in the final, I think it's going to be Panthers and Storm. Um, and I think.
0: Storm. A repeat uh, of the 2020 grand final where Storm came out on top.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be easy to say, like, oh you know, top two are going to be in the final, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Storm have a bit more experience um, in finals football. I don't think they've missed it in the last decade. Um, So, and they've got a very uh, experienced half-tearing in Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't see why they couldn't be in the finals. Um, Panthers, obviously, you know... They're the Panthers. They're top of the table again. Um, back-to-back minor premierships, and they've won the comp the last two times. So, yeah. I don't see why they can't be either, but I've actually got two different teams in my grand final. Really? Yeah. I've, um, I've gone for uh, the Broncos. um, Because yeah. I reckon they've been in scintillating form. And if they didn't throw the game against uh, Storm uh last week they would have got the minor premiership. Um I reckon Reese Walsh is the best fullback in the competition at the moment. And I think the Broncos have the best forward pack in the competition at the moment. So uh, Broncos and Panthers I think will win the first week of finals. Um, and I reckon that the Knights are gonna be the other team in the final, which is a huge call. Huge call. Um, because as good as the Knights have been, they are still in fifth. But I reckon the Knights will smash the Raiders, like hump them, hump them into the earth, like by 30-plus points. Um, Then they'll come up against the loser of the, I think, the Broncos-Melbourne game. So they'll come up against Melbourne. I reckon they'll beat them. And they'll come up against Penrith, and I reckon they'll just beat them and versus the Broncos in the final. It'll be crazy if that happens, but um, I'm I'm on the I'm on the Knights bandwagon. I reckon they they smash them. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. If I, I think Broncos will win the comp. I reckon they'll beat the Knights in the final, but I reckon uh, Knights will get there.
1: Yeah, I think the Knights they've looked pretty decent. Like, um, they've you know accumulated a good amount of points you know compared to the teams around them mm, mm. um and i mean there's definitely weaker sides in there i mean obviously there's teams below them but yeah they've you know they've got more points than the warriors and the storm above them mm, um mm. so i think they've got a decent chance of going far i think i i'm in agreement with you on that one um and the yeah. Sharks also are no strangers to an upset, so...
0: Yeah, I agree. So, would it be safe to say that your dark horse of the finals is the Knights?
1: Yeah, I'd say the Knights are definitely, you know... They could definitely cause some trouble for, you know, the big big players. Um, mm, that being, sure. yeah, the top three. Yeah, You can say the Warriors as well if you want, but I'd definitely say the yeah. other three are a bit more.
0: Well, l- l- let's, let's talk about the Warriors a bit, you know... They've had a very good year, completely overperformed. I, a lot of pundits actually had them coming last, you know, um, but Sean Johnson has been in the form of his life, and like it, it's just been they've been in a really exciting team to watch, and making the top four is is awesome, but I don't know if they had the experience to actually go far in the finals. Like I'd love to see him go far, but. What, what do you think? Do you reckon, do you reckon they're going to flop out of the finals in straight sets? Uh,
1: you know, I, I think they're going to... Yeah, I, it's hard to pick. I mean...
0: They got Panthers first week of finals and if if they get battered I don't, I don't see them picking up their confidence in, in winning the next game against um the winner of the Sharks and Roosters. So...
1: <sighs> no, uh, but they've, they've they... got a lot of heart to them though. Like,
0: they do to be they able to get
1: into this do. position you can you don't you don't accidentally get into to fourth you know and yeah yeah you don't you definitely don't accidentally like make everyone think that you you're, you're going to you know be in contention of coming last and then all of a sudden now you know you're top 4 um, yeah so i i wouldn't count them out i know they're definitely having panther's first up isn't going to help them but i you know, they, they, they always have a chance. I think a lot of teams in this top eight have a chance, you know, besides the Raiders. Um, but.
0: Chase um, <laughs> <Jeez>, violation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see the Raiders going far. I mean...
0: Dude, they're going to get smacked by the Knights. Absolutely smacked. I'd be willing to put, uh, like, 100 bucks on the fact that they lose by more than tw- uh, 20 points.
1: The fact that... They're in the finals and not the Rabbitohs is is quite confusing to me. But, oh um,
0: yeah, I know. Like, Rabbitohs have been inconsistent this year, but the Raiders, like, look at their points differential. It's like negative one thirty or one forty or something. Yeah, it's one thirty. Negative one thirty-seven. 130. Yeah. That's like that's that's a record. That's an NRL record.
1: No, and They're like they, as you said, pins. like the Rabbitohs, yeah, they've been inconsistent, but the Raiders have been in, like consistently underwhelming. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, like they'll win. I look, I don't want to get into, you know, blaming refs and and, and being one of those uh, fans, but both the games that they had against the Tigers, they were lucky to win. Des- like both yeah. of them, they were lucky to win. I think and they had a yeah. few games like that all year.
1: Yeah, I think definitely with. I'd say with a lot of sport in the last year, you know, the the credibility of referees is definitely coming into question. I mean, it always is, but, you know, like as you said, um, the Raiders have definitely come with uh, some favourable calls and whether or not it's, uh, you know.
0: Correct or not.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's the commission that comes up with it and you can't really argue with them otherwise you just get slapped with a fine so
0: yeah yeah which we've seen the coach of the Raiders Ricky Stewart cop a lot <laughs> so um unfortunately it's one of those things that you have to live with but as you're right like sport like refereeing and, and officiating in sport is becoming increasingly worse I feel like um yeah, it just You've lacks it NRL, consistency. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you want you don't want the headlines of your sport to be another officiating controversy. You want it to be, you know, focusing on the highlights of the game, you know, whether it was an awesome try or a player had it, the match of their lives. You want that to be the headline. Yeah, exactly. I, I've seen too many times it's like, you know, VAR under review for Dodgy Call. Um,. Or, like, the bunker if in the NRL. Uh, you know, pl- uh, referees have been stood down because of how inconsistent they've been. Like, that, I, I don't, I don't want to see that. That's not why I watch the sport.
1: Yeah, I think the Tigers have also come at the cost of those sort of things. I remember, I th- I'm pretty sure it was the Tigers and Cowboys last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that... That,
0: re- that referee got stood down.
1: Yeah, and fair enough, in my opinion. That guy, like... The fact that that was even called back...
0: No, but, like, unfortunately, and it's one of those things that you can't live without, is is this bias, right? Like, teams that are at the bottom end of the table, referees are more inclined to give the top teams more calls, right? Because, you know, they're in form and, you know, for some reason, referees just tend to give, you know, there's better teams, better calls. And the referee actually told the captain of the Cowboys... Oh, you've you still got a challenge like a captain's challenge? Um, do you want to use it to try and get this? And uh, he was just gonna let the, he was gonna let the game go and let the penalty go. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll use it, even though like time had passed and he wasn't allowed to use it. But that's a whole controversy that I don't, I don't want to get into. But it's just an example of how there's this unconscious bias towards better teams, um, and you know if you just go look at the Premier League, right? Um, United get a lot of that bias because historically they're a really good team. Um, you know, don't get me started Wolves, on that. Yeah, Wolves versus United in the first game. If that was game was at the Molyneux, O'Nana would have got a penalty. But because the referees were at Old Trafford, and you know United were winning, and United are a good club, and they're you know they, they're worth ten times the amount that Wolves are, they were hesitant to call the penalty. There is that unconscious bias. And I don't think you can remove that from sport, but I feel like there needs to be more stringent rules in place. Yeah, where, I mean... You know, you can eliminate that.
1: I mean, it was a long time ago. It was 10, 10 plus years ago now. But mm. there's a reason why the term Fergie time is a thing. Um, yeah. United are yeah. definitely the, the most successful club in England. Uh, they the most well-known by far. You go to any yep. Asian country, you'll find at least... Uh, three United jerseys within you know 100 metres like that's and they all know mm. Cristiano Ronaldo I mean he's like the yeah
0: he's most United well-known Star footballer
1: Boy. probably ever besides maybe David Beckham but mm. Mm. um, so they just they have so much reach not only you know in England but you know even if you got say a foreign uh, referee like they'd see I, I guarantee they're still biased towards them yeah, um,
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: But, yeah, but I, I think it also comes from the fact that like, in the NRL, I mean, the amount of times I've seen, say, you know, Penrith, Storm, um, even the Sharks sometimes, you know, te- teams that have been around for a fair while, um, mm. they definitely have the... Yeah,
0: and historically, like, successful clubs that are at the top of the table getting those good calls.
1: Yeah, I mean, Penrith weren't at the top for a long time like they were mm. definitely struggling for a pretty big period but even during that time I think looking back you know my, my grandpa's a Penrith fan like Penrith fan and um he'd like oh, yeah, I think he'd always watch uh, grand final replays of like before they'd been successful like say in the past I don't mm. know five years or whatever he'd always look back on like the early 2000s that sort of stuff yeah 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 um and
0: Back
1: in the in the Freddie Fittler days, my watch replay like almost every week, and then still stream at the TV <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think you're totally right in that. Refereeing decisions need to there needs to be some sort of. I, I even know some sort of.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I don't know what change the in it. Is, but, yeah, mm. like I guess the NRL is lucky in that it has. V- it's had virtual assistants in... For a long time. Mm, mm. Um... And I think it's also because... They they, they... they can stop the clock, all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um... And unlike in football, you can't do that. So it's... Mm. Uh... I still don't think you are gonna ever remove that human error.
0: Um, no, nah, you'd never be able to. But you can definitely limit it. I don't... How you do that, I don't know. But... Yeah, it's, it's becoming a bit more of, an, of a topical issue, which is a problem. You don't want that to be the topical issue of your sport.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's just you got to choose referees that don't have a, like a, what's the a saying? bias, yeah. Bias, but like also a, oh, I'm, th- I'm losing the word, but they, they have an interest in that their team... One of the teams want they want one of the teams to win that day. They have a conflict in yeah, interest. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. That, oh yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Um. So. Choosing referees that say you know from totally different areas, like say, if I was going to have the Knights and Storm play, for example, I'd probably go get someone from Northern Queensland as a referee. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly
0: right. You do They'd be a Cowboys fan, so they wouldn't have any affiliation yeah. with it either so there's Um, no
1: sort of in the back of their mind oh you know i'm gonna give Nana a good call here you know
0: yeah yeah if Um, if it was a cowboys game yeah 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 um uh, you're you're spot on the money there um all right well do you wanna do you wanna move on to chatting about some of the big Premier League games this week Move off NRL for a bit Yeah, I
1: mean, it was an exciting week Not one nil-nil scoreline so... I know,
0: a lot of goals A lot of goals And three hat-tricks in one week
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, one, I think A lot of people saw coming yeah. But I don't think We saw, say Son grabbing a hat-trick against Burnley I didn't see that coming
0: Yeah, I didn't even see Brighton scoring three goals against Newcastle. So, let alone Ferguson getting a hat-trick. So, um, it's been a fantastic week. And um, one of my favourite game weeks um, in recent years. Uh, And that's because City won, uh, Ange won and United lost. So, it's it's just so good. You know, this has been a great Premier League season so far. I've been loving it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think with the City and Fulham game especially,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, City played really well. I'm not going to take that away from them. And I think Fulham, it fell apart in that second half. Um, yeah,
0: they really took it to us in that first half, I thought. Yeah, they, um, I didn't
1: think they deserved to lose 5-1. I think no. that was rather harsh. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, it's a scoreline, but I think the scoreline didn't tell what the game was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: And I think that, you know, definitely City deserved to win, but
0: mm.
1: you know, I I think the expected goals said City deserved. I think just under three goals. Um, not saying that yeah, Fulham okay. created any more. I think theirs was under one. So them grabbing a goal, I think, was quite quite the it revelation. A lot
0: of play too, yeah.
1: But at the end of the day you've got to have the skills to put it in the back of the net. Um, And Mm. Harland had that, didn't he?
0: Yep. He uh, scored his first hat-trick of the season, and that's put him on six goals uh, in four games. Uh, Do you reckon he uh, breaks his own goal-scoring record this season?
1: He's on track, isn't he? But um, we saw with last season as well, he scored quite a few goals early stages. Yep. Um, And then... Get a little, it's quite weird to say, uh, and it's hard to say too because like he doesn't really have a dry period in terms of goal scoring, but he wasn't yeah. as prolific as he was at the start. Um, but if you can keep this up, I mean, I think if you do the math, yeah, he'll he'll break it. But um, yeah.
0: which would be crazy to set a record uh, in your debut season and then to break it the next season is. It's unheard of, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think they've also had some favourable opposition though. Besides, say, the Newcastle game. Yeah. They've had, you know, what Burnley on the first day. I mean, they are always going to smash Burnley. Um, yeah. And now Fulham at home. Like, yeah, Fulham definitely gave us a run for our money. Um, mm. But, you know, they, they, they're definitely not that good of a team in respect the City so
0: yeah yeah no you're right um, another major talking point from the City Fulham game was uh, Doku made his debut for City yeah the uh, Doku, the, Yeah. what did you think of that
1: I thought he made a decent impact seeing it was his first game he started too mm. surprisingly I didn't think he was going to come in and start straight away I mean that's quite odd for Pep usually he's pretty pretty relaxed in that he kind of eases them into the system yeah. So seeing him straight on the starting, I know it was Fulham, but see him chuck straight in there, and I mean, I think he played quite well. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I
0: thought defensively he was really good at like tracking back, um, getting the ball back if he did make a bad pass. Like he, defensively he was really good. I thought offensively he was good too, but I don't think he got as much ball as he maybe could have. Like he was making good runs and he just wouldn't get the ball, probably because he's on his debut and he doesn't have that chemistry yet. But he's showing some really good signs, especially on his debut.
1: Yeah, I think just wait for him to make those partnerships with his teammates, um, and he can definitely you know grow into a really good. You know, I mean, he started then, he probably can stay a starting option depending on how he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think, uh, I think City just had a good game. You know, you know, a young lad Gomez had his go- got his goal. Um,
0: yep, yep. That was a great uh, cross too.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, and it's interesting seeing that we saw, um, you know, City sell some of the, you know, Cole, Cole Palmer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a huge talking point, which um, happened just after we released our podcast last week. Cole Palmer to Chelsea for yeah. $45 million. I mean, What do you think of that?
1: I think Deadline had a lot of surprises in store. Um you know, yeah. I think we can definitely touch on them but I think
0: what do you think of Chelsea buying Cole Palmer though
1: I think that if City aren't dumb and neither is Pep and I think if they really wanted him to stay they would have had him stay um, yeah and I'm not saying that Cole Palmer's is a p- bad player he's obviously got some quality if he's getting into that City team mm. uh, but he was never a starting player um mm. and if they're letting him go to Chelsea then there's obviously they don't see it as a risk. Um I know they've had some poor decisions on letting players go, you know, such as Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus.
0: Mm. Um
1: mm. I mean Zinchenko having the more impact in my opinion, but
0: Yeah, I think Gabby Jesus moving on for um for Harlan and Alvarez to come in was not a bad decision, but I think Zinchenko leaving when there was already that turmoil kind of starting with Cancelo. Um, having Zinchenko as a backup, uh, left back, like full back is, yeah, kind of, uh, he's one of the only players uh, in recent memory that I kind of regret letting go of.
1: Yeah, and um, you're also like letting him go to a, you probably didn't see him as a rival at the time, but they ended up being a rival that season, like last season. Like we ended up being, yeah. you know, in contention until, the you know you know, everyone knows now. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think he also signed um, Nunes from Wolves. Um, and he, we saw yeah. him. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think he showed much. I mean, did he even play? I'm not sure.
0: Um, no, he did not. But um, he... It's an interesting signing. So we've made four major signings uh, this transfer window in uh, Guardiol, uh Doku... Nunez uh, and um, Kovacic right and I feel like it's replaced the four players we've gotten rid of you know Kovacic in there for Gundogan um, Doku in there for uh, uh Gvardiol in there for Laporte and uh, now Nunez in there for um, uh, um, and so I think that um, we've done really well at replacing the players that we're getting rid of. Um, whether they're whether or not they're an upgrade, I don't know yet. Um, but Pep has a system and he ha and he wa- and he has players that he wants to play in that system. Um so while these signings aren't, you know, massive names other than maybe Guardiola, um, they're gonna slot straight into Pep's system and become, you know, world class players in a season or two, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think I know it's hard to believe, and I don't know if it will happen or not, but I think the ownership at City as well are looking for life after Pep.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he's only got two years left on his deal. Mm. Um, he hasn't... I mean, obviously, he could renegotiate, but there hasn't been any signs of it. Um, so...
0: He's been here for so long now, though. I mean, like, we're the longest club he's been at.
1: Yeah, and I think... I. I can't speak for him but it, either he's thinking perhaps it's a new challenge perhaps his time's up in the sport the guys that won everything there is to win um, yeah. and he's made a joke of every league he's gone to um, yeah. like I, I, do you reckon
0: he goes to the Spain national team I heard a rumour that he wants to try and win a world cup uh, for his home nation
1: I wouldn't be surprised I think that I don't think he's ever had an international job. Um, no, no,
0: he hasn't. And
1: not. I think it's hard because you see so many, you know, big-name managers try it and they don't mm. work. Say, uh, Luis Enrique's tried. Hansi did, Flick. Yeah, um, and Louis van Gaal. I mean, he did well in 2014 World Cup, but I, mm. I don't think he did uh, I don't even know if we made it into the 2018 World Cup Netherlands. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then um who is the city manager? Um uh, the Italian? Pellegrini? N- Pellegrini. No, not Pellegrini. Um
1: Mancini?
0: Yeah, Mancini, that's it. Roberto Mancini. Um I actually he did alright cuz he won the uh Euros with Italy, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it was a disappointing for the English that one. But
0: yeah, yeah, I can't believe they lost to a team that ended up not even making the World Cup.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny how that works, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, a point that I wanted to make that I made last week, and is now still true, is that Fulham still don't have any goals with their front three. Um, The goal that they scored was from Tim Ream, their centre-back, which was from a header from a corner.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, Marco Silva's got a big job on his hands. Um, Mm. And there was talks of Paulinho leaving on deadline day for Bayern.
0: he didn't, yeah.
1: Um, But they weren't able to get a replacement, so the deal was off. Um, Yeah. And Tim Ream was also looking to leave... Um, and luckily for them, I think if they lost those two,
0: I reckon they'd be in a relegation fight. They, they aren't staying
1: two. up. There's no way they're staying yeah, up.
0: Yeah, no, no way.
1: Um. So, but they did sign uh, Alex Awobi, uh, who's actually for Everton. I think he's actually, you know, transitioned to that midfield role quite well. Mm-mm. Um. So I don't think it's a terrible signing at all. Um, but I think it's quite dumb from Everton. But anyway, I think... With didn't
0: Everton just get rid of another um, big-name player as well? Um, Muape. He went to Brentford, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he went back to Brentford. Um, he was either yeah. on loan or permanent, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I, I don't see Everton staying up, you know? Yeah,
1: it's looking bleak for them.
0: It's looking really bleak. Anyway, oh, man.
1: for managerial... Issues we can Look at United Um,
0: Yeah Speaking of how to not run a club Yeah I mean Fire out
1: I don't know what it Um, is In this guy I mean I think with Ronaldo I think it was inevitable Just that ego But I mean now it's a proven It's a track record now That he uh, Certainly has an issue With talking about Players in the press
0: Yeah So For those who don't know um, there is a bit of a problem in, uh, in United Land with uh, Ten Hag and Sancho going head-to-head uh, in the media as well, which makes it... Um, Even worse. A thousand times yeah. worse. <laughs> um, you know, having those issues behind closed doors. Yeah, you don't... A bit like um, Pep and Cancelo. They had those issues behind closed doors. They never said anything about each other in the media. Um, and they solved those issues, rectified them, not solved. Um, behind closed doors. But Sancho and Ten Hag have released statements to the media about each other. Like, fuck, that's not that's not conducive to running a club. You know, you, you're giving the player more power than they deserve.
1: I think it's just so unprofessional. Mm. Like, I think it speaks for United, the way they've been run. It's just been unprofessional for the past, like, five years. Like, mm. they've just haven't been able to pull their heads in. And I think that, like as you said, having that, that sort of environment in the dressing room, now you have a player who doesn't, he's obviously got a, an issue with the manager now, and it's not like he yeah. was cheap, he was an expensive signing.
0: He's on 300k a week.
1: Yeah, and I don't see a club picking him up. If, they, if, they, if he no. wants to move him on, no one's going to pick him up because Sanchez is going to ask for too much
0: yeah and also no big six club is going to take him on as well if he's got um you know uh personality issues and stuff but I, I i take it back to to man city again um because there's a track record of it isn't there yeah like you look at look at city when they had problems with Kinsella, right the club backed pep right they put 100% stock in pep okay now i understand pep is a proven manager he's one so much in his, um, in his history that it's easy to put stock in Pep, right, over Cancelo, but they put it in Pep and they said, Pep, you do whatever you need to do, we back you 100%. No player is bigger than the club. But now you go to United and they've got Sancho who's on a lot of money and they go, well, you can't sell Sancho um, because we like him and he's good for business, so you have to deal with him. And then Ten Hag goes, well, he's a diva in the dressing room. You know, he creates a negative culture. I don't want him in the side. And Ten Hag has been open about wanting to move Maguire on, wanting to move McTominay on, wanting to move Sancho on. And he hasn't been able to do any of those three things because the board hasn't backed him, right? The, the owners haven't backed him. He hasn't been able to do, like, so, sign, uh, get rid of the players he wants so he can sign the players he wants. Yeah, and so,
1: you know, I think that whole club's got some yeah. issues, man. Like, I think... I was... I think it was just today. Um, I don't know what it is. And it's sad to speak about, but... uh, There's now been, like, assault allegations on Anthony. um, Yeah. Yeah, From his his, uh, Mm -hmm. ex-girlfriend. And that kind of just brings us back to another guy they had previously. um, With similar sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, Which... I think, was right to move him on. I mean, they almost did it until there was backlash, which I think was just crazy. Um, mm. uh, the fact that they were even thinking about bringing him back into the side until, mm. you know, the media had an absolute, not just the media, but fans alike. Yeah, like, right.
0: yeah, we don't want this guy in our club.
1: Yeah, and I don't blame him. Um, like, mm. you don't want that sort of stigma and environment around you. In, in a professional yeah, scene sure. like United should be, mm. but mm. anyway just, on on yeah. the, on the game itself, I think yeah let's
0: let's step away from the politics a bit and uh, focus on the sport right
1: yeah on the, on the game itself I think personally I think it was a relatively evenly matched game.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I watched it just after it went live, so I didn't I didn't I didn't look at the score or anything. I woke up. Um, and I watched it literally on my laptop in a cafe, and when- I mean,
0: look at you live in the high life in Brisbane. Yeah, and- I Went I... to the cafe, and I watched the game on my laptop that I recorded. Yeah,
1: and when Declan Rice scored, mate, I went fucking crazy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was fucking wild.
1: Look at my lips, mate. It was wild.
0: <laughs> look at my hands, mate. I'm fucking shaking, mate. <laughs>
1: I don't get nervous yet, but I'm, I'm, I, was, I was getting a little <laughs> bit shaky, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, no, but yeah, I, I what thought... What first goal that was. Oh,
1: I, I think everyone in that cafe thought I was mental, because I was like, I literally jumped out of my seat. And I was, the amount of eyes I got, I was like, oh shit, I'm in a... Public scene, in, I can't lie yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But man, like um, when it was such a nerve wracking game. Um, like when yeah. Rashford scored, well, a good good goal. Can't take anything away other than habits giving the ball away, um, yeah. which has been a, a sad reoccurrence. But
0: yeah, he has not been a good signing. <laughs> well, so not far, yeah. But I mean, we'll get that later.
1: <laughs> I think the funny. It's funny how Arteta put it in the press. It's like he's like my wife. Um, you know didn't like each other at first but we kept going and now it worked out <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> did you
0: say that I didn't <laughs> yeah, even know that it was someone along oh those lines oh yeah. my days <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so I think yeah seeing Rashford score and then us to reply immediately was such a good feeling um, yeah and then I don't know what it is with Rashford scoring against us man he does it every time
0: every single time
1: <laughs> um, and then yeah, the Garnacho offside.
0: Oh yeah, I think one hundred percent offside. And um, did you actually see um, everyone saying oh, I was a lucky offside? But Gabriel stopped and like pulled his body away, so that he would um, take Garnacho like put Garnacho. Yeah, on the he side.
1: full manipulated his like, body intentionally.
0: Yeah, so people were saying it's a it's a very lucky thing. It's like no, Gabriel knew what he was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that offside's offside. I get it's close, and yeah. I thought initially before even looking at it, it was offside. Um, mm. Not saying that I've eyes of an eagle or anything, but <laughs> I was like, that surely has to be offside when he scored that. Um, yeah, but. I don't think United fans have anything to complain about, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think, because I've heard a lot of United fans being like, it was an undeserved victory, and, you know, Arsenal got a lucky win at home. I just, like, it was an even game. Yes, I agree. Um, and it could have ended in a draw. But, like, look at the goals that, that Arsenal scored. The Odegaard goal... Eriksen didn't pick up Odegaard as a runner and Odegaard had all the time in the world to to pick that shot. It was a fantastic shot, but it was Eriksen's fault that he didn't pick up that runner. Then you look at the Declan Rice goal. He had time to chest the ball down, slip over and take a shot before anyone pushed him.
1: Yeah, what can I say? When you have a partnership of Evans and Maguire as a centre-back pairing, I, I don't understand what Tanaka's thinking in that, man. I get Martinez obviously had some sort of injury issue coming off. Yeah. But when you put... And and Lindelof, yes, he was booked. But he yeah. didn't look like he was going to make any rash decisions. Um. Mm-hmm. And so when you put Johnny Evans, who hasn't played for United in 10 years...
0: And also got relegated with Leicester. Let's not forget that.
1: Yes, and... I get that Maguire and Evans played together at Leicester. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're going to go back to their how they were at Leicester when you put them together again. I mean. Yeah, I know. They were both sleeping when Rice received the ball. Um, yep. And ended up being a deflection off one of them, which I think Onana could have done better. But mm. at the end of the day. Deflection, put Onana off, slipped through his hands, goal, and the crowd went wild. And I don't, don't blame him. I went wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a very good goal, and for Declan right, like you saw how much it meant to him when he ran to the crowd and got like hugged and everything. It was, it was actually really really good to see. Um, but I think that centre back pairing that you were talking about, it's, it's not Ten Hag's fault. And and let me just elaborate on that, right. I was just talking about before how he wasn't able to sell the players he wanted. He also wasn't able to sign the players he wanted because the Glazers didn't give him the money. Like, not only two months ago, who was, like, the biggest name that um, United were trying to sign? They were trying to sign sign Kim Min Jae, right? Yeah. Who would have been such a buy for that United defence. Like, he would have been so good. Um, and the Glazers didn't even, like, try to press it. Like, Ten Hag was like, oh, I really want Kim and Jay. Didn't even try. He's saying, I want to get rid of Maguire, I want to get rid of McTominay, I want to get rid of Sancho, and I want to use the money that we get from, from those three and go and get um, Kim and Jay. And now he's a buy doing bids.
1: Yeah, I think it's not entirely the club's fault either. I know Maguire had a move set up to West Ham, and he decided yeah. not to negotiate because he wanted to earn his spot back in the side. <laughs> um, however he thinks he's going to be able to do that, I don't know. Yeah, um, Pro delusional there. Yeah, and I I, I I, assume McTominay had the same sort of issues. Like, the amount of money those United players are on, it's also why yeah. they're in such financial hardship at the moment, even though their turnover yeah. is more than any other club in the Premier League.
0: Yep, they make the most revenue.
1: Um, And... Yeah, the fact that they're now tied down with these big contracts that are earning like so much money—that's f- stupid.
0: Yeah, like fucking hell, Sancho won three hundred k, and he hasn't played a single game this season.
1: Yeah, and like when you said about discipline issues, there's track record. Like the reason why City let him go was disciplinary issues. There was mm-hmm. there was talk about it at Dortmund even that he was. You know a, a not the best influence in the dressing room um and, and now now it's just shown again the guy's either uncommitted or Ten Hag just doesn't clearly doesn't want to play him and is looking for an excuse of why
0: yeah i don't I don't want him to um become the next uh delally
1: no, I mean there's no. obviously a good player in there. we saw saw it at Dortmund. like he's not a bad oh, yeah. player, he just hasn't been able to get on the ground running um yeah. And I think that's just United's season summed up, is they haven't been able to get on the ground running.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But I think they got some signings. Uh, They got um, Amrabat through the door. Hopefully he'll be a decent player for them from uh, Fiorentina, I believe. Um,
0: Yeah, um, I think Amrabat will be a good signing, but... I hope it's not one of those like rash deadline day signings that doesn't end up working out like Donny Vanderbeek was.
1: Yeah, I mean, they look, they were interested in, in a long time, and the reason why it took so long is because they didn't have the finances to get it through. And so they actually had to loan yeah. deal him because mm, they had mm. to get the negotiations done. Because like, Fiorentina obviously wanted a lot of money for him. Yeah. Or, or at least more than United wanted to pay. Um, but on the Arsenal side of it, I think they'd sure it was a close game but at the end of the day you win a game you probably do what you need to do to deserve it Um, I think Jesus' goal kind of was a compilation goal didn't really change much I think everyone knows that Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I think overall I think it's good to see Arteta playing the usual back four we saw from last season
0: yep uh, it was just, it was. They're, they're such a good defense, and so good to watch.
1: Yeah, it just it was so much more fluid, and I, I know that Partey's out for, for a little bit, but we've got the, the break coming up, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, mm, mm. But yeah, I think overall Arsenal deserved victory. You know, surely oh, yeah. they're unlucky, but. um, The Gennaro was offside. It's just fact. It's how it is. Yeah. Um,
0: and if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna compete all the way to the final whistle, then r- goals like Rice's and uh, Jesus's will happen. So yeah, unfortunately, that's the way that the cookie crumbles. And um, I don't think United's season's over by any stretch, but I think this has put a big dent in their top four chances.
1: Yeah, I think everyone paints it like that. And sure, it's a dent, but I've played it's only been four games. Sure, they're six points behind top in City, but they've they've got it's another what thirty four games to go. Oh, like they've got time.
0: Yeah, they've got time. they have got to take this uh, international break um, and just relax, find out their style of football, and just you know play well. Yeah, they got to fix
1: their away um, record as well. Their away record is horrible. So I think bad, they've lost. So bad. They haven't won. One out of their last nine away games, um mm. it's been eight losses and one draw, and that's saying something
0: yeah, yeah,
1: so that's going into last season, so um mm. but enough of my club and a club I hate we'll and, move and on to a, yeah. <laughs> two exciting teams right. that actually look that looked like they were coming in strong. And one that did not come out on top at all, <laughs> had battered.
0: Yeah. We are, of course, talking about the Brighton and Newcastle game. Um, another hat-trick. Uh, Ferguson getting uh, three goals in a 3... Uh, was it
1: 3-0 or 3-1? 3-1, I think.
0: 3-1, yeah, um, against Newcastle, um, which, you know... We were talking talking up Brighton for the first two games. You know, they won 4-1 against, um, was it Villa? No, that was Newcastle a bit Villa. It, they won 4-1 against two okay teams. Um, and then they lost 3-1 to uh, West Ham. And I was thinking, okay, you know, they just... You know, had a really good start and now they're going to go back to being you know sixth, seventh and then they go out and beat a team that came in third last season 3-1. Um, yeah. So, I'm I'm on the Brighton train, you know. Uh, I think Ferguson had a fantastic game. I think that Brighton's style of play under Deser- uh, Deserby is so exciting to watch. One of my favourite teams to watch at the moment. Um, and I don't I don't see why they can't push for top four.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that perhaps top four is a bit premature in my opinion, but
0: okay.
1: I I I definitely see them making, you know, Europa League European spots for sure again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think Newcastle without Sven Botman looked weak in defensively. Mhm. Um, uh, and I think everyone saw Eddie Howe as this guy who really thought everyone thought he knew what he was doing and I think this game summed up that there's some holes in his craft and he needs to iron them out pretty quick or sew yeah. him up I should say yeah but uh, you can't take yeah. away from Brian and Evan Ferguson that guy is just it was, it was three goals and three goals you can't take away from him one goal absolute cracker from the range um mm-hmm. Dan Byrne, I don't know what he was doing, leaving him that much space um, Mm. to have a crack, but he did, and he had his crack and (laughs) scored a goal that was really good. Um, And, yeah, I I think overall, Brighton just had a really good game, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they were were scintillating. Yes, Um, good word, that one. I think, yeah, it's a nice one. Um... Matoma, still in great form. Um, don't see why he, wouldn't even be, why he wouldn't be nominated for play, uh, Premier League Player of the Month. I think he's um, deserved to be nominated. Whether he gets it or not, I don't know. Um, and something that maybe we can talk about a bit later. But um, an interesting signing, like one of those... Uh, it's kind of like a career mode signing. Ansu Fati signs for Brighton.
1: Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll. It's funny you say that because I was talking with my mate who's also a Barcelona fan, and we were having a chat about what was best for Ansu since he didn't perform to his best last season. I guess that's mainly because of his injury problems. But.
0: Mm.
1: And I said, you know, I think he needs to go out on loan and get his confidence back because um, he was. Really, really good before he picked up his injury. Uh, everyone saw yeah. him as the next big thing, you know, alongside, you know, Mbappe, Harland. I mean, they were obviously already there, but yeah. he was going to join them, you know. Um, and I think it's odd going to Brighton. Um,
0: it's very odd. Very odd.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've got two wingers that I don't think uh going to move out of that side, you know. Solly March and Matoma are really good. Mm. Um, mm. And it's a matter of how he fits in, you know. It's hard to come from the, the La Liga to the Premier League. I think we've seen that a lot with yeah. the likes of uh, João Felix. Um, even Arsenal have made some signings like... Uh, uh, it was Lucas Perez from... Uh, Deportivo who, I think he scored 20 plus goals for Deportivo and then came to Arsenal and I think he could barely scrape uh, 6 I think I think it was something mm. abysmal like that um, but overall I think if he can get his confidence back and really show what p- people what he's about I think he'll be a, a great addition And know it's only for a season but, but you can hope for the best for him to come I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Would you um would you move um uh, Matoma or in, into maybe more of a cam position and put uh Ansu Fatty on the wing? It's funny and you say drop that. Gia- Yeah. Jia Pedro to the bench. Like that's that's what I'm thinking.
1: So what l- you like with Matoma he thrives so much in that wide area because he can isolate mm-hmm. that his fullback. And in the midfield, it's a lot harder to do that. Um, and yeah. it's, it's rare to see that he's like... Matoma's definitely really good with his feet. No one doubts that. Um, and there's only a few players that can really make that transition. Um, mm. And so... It's definitely an experiment that De Zerbe might have to do. Um, yeah. But Matoma's role on that left side is pretty solid. He's a really good inverted winger. He can cut inside... He's really, you know, he's perfected his craft in that way. Yeah. Um, and Jaap Pedro, uh, has not had the best start at Brighton, but. Um,
0: yeah. So th- that's why I um that's why I asked the question whether whether or not you move him to the bench and give him more of a kind of a super sub role um as he kind of you know starts to get into the Brighton and the Deserbi way of uh, way of life. Um. But yeah, as as you mentioned, it's kind of uh, it's up to, Deserbi to you know work out how he's going to fit Ansu Fadi into that team. But a top class signing for a a, a team like Brighton, it's going to be very exciting to see. Yeah,
1: it uh, I think it's hard for Deserbi to change so much of his starting eleven for a lone player too, who they're not going to have yeah. next season.
0: Yeah, because there's no there's no option to buy, is there?
1: No, it's just purely a loan with a a loan payment, so... um, Mm. And I think they're picking up almost 100% of his contract, so...
0: Yeah, I think
1: Barcelona definitely need that. I mean, we all know how they're going financially, so...
0: Yeah, Spotify FC.
1: But, as you said, I think it's going to be exciting signing, but... Yeah. Exciting. Elsewhere is uh, definitely Ange Ball and his boys... Chicken on the yes. beach ball gang.
0: Dude, Spurs versus Burnley. What a game! What a game over um, over at Turf Moor. Spurs came out and fired five two, and for the third hat trick of the weekend, Son bagged a, a triple. And it's so nice to see a smile on Son's face. I know you're an Arsenal fan, and I know I I don't know what your feelings are on Son, but seeing him smile again, it's just a oh, just warms
1: your heart. When I first, I, I watched um, the first half of the game and then I switched over and just, you know, skipped through to where they scored in the second half.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but in the first half when they showed the line-up and I saw Son starting up top, I was like, all right, he's trying something different because with just hasn't been able to produce, has he?
0: Yeah, pigeon ball hasn't been good. No,
1: I mean, I get he's a pigeon, but, and Tottenham's badge is a pigeon, but they're not mixing.
0: Yeah, bro. Right. The, the birds aren't flocking. No, the aren't
1: flocking. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was interesting to see Son up top, and it obviously worked out, didn't it? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it was interesting, too, because Burnley, as you know, scored in the first four minutes. And I feel like the Tottenham of last year would have lost that game 2 0. Um, if they it in the first four minutes, um, but I feel like Ange just just grabbed them and was just like, "Yeah, we're not losing this game. Uh, I don't care that we just it in the first fucking four minutes. Pull your heads in and win the game." And I feel like they did that. There's a lot more heart and determination to actually do well, and I think that's what Ange just brought that that winning mentality.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a few like. Christian Romero's goal, absolute screamer. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I think that they've got some big characters now, like James Madison. The guy has just mm. fit like a glove into that team. Um,
0: oh, he's been so good, hey.
1: And you know, with Mana Solomon also being signed on deadline what? day and then playing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like no, you, you got, you got, you got two assists. Um,
0: <laughs> crazy
1: so I think it's obviously worked out well um, and Ange, I doubt him coming into this season but he seems like he knows what he's doing um, mm. he's definitely got those boys to to click
0: mm. um, um, yeah and yeah and something else that I just wanted to mention think back to two or three uh, seasons ago even last season everyone was talking about how bad Daniel Levy was as an owner, right? They were saying he didn't know how to run a club, he wasn't giving his managers enough time, and he wasn't giving them the money um, to buy good players, right? And I feel like this season he's taken on that criticism and he's put all of his eggs in Ange's basket, allowed him to sign the players that he wants. And I haven't heard about Daniel Levy at all um, in, in the media when we're talking about owners and stuff like that because... He's taken on the criticism and he's actually trying to run the club as best he can. And he's realised that he needs to invest in his managers, right? He needs to give them the um, agency that they need to properly succeed. And now Tottenham are succeeding, and I know it's only been four games and I don't want to, you know, oversell what they're doing, but they're actually playing exciting football again. It's, they're a team that I want to watch play. And the fact that Daniel Levy's is now out of the media Shows that if you just put faith in your managers, y- your team can succeed. And that's something that United, that's something Chelsea really need to take on.
1: Yeah, I think what helped as well is that when Conte was at the club, uh, he was under, I think it was a one or two year contract, you know, something really short. Yeah. Um, and for the club to then invest in players whilst he was at the t- whilst he was at the head, it's kind of a risk because they didn't know if Conte was going to stick around, and in the end, he didn't. And mm-hmm. also, success gets you out of the media in a way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so with Spurs doing well now, say if Spurs lost this game, not only would Coglu be under the under the pump, but we'd be hearing all about Daniel Levy and his antics, like yeah. not not using yeah. the cane money properly and um and i think that with before even before conte when they're still under poch and stuff Mm. spurs were by no means like a small club but they didn't have the financial power that you know even arsenal or chelsea or united city uh, liverpool they didn't have that financial power and so yeah that's why you know no one really knew who Christian Eriksen was until he came to Tottenham. That's where he made yeah. himself, and Potch was mm-hmm. good enough to find him. Harry Kane came mm-hmm. through the academy, so it's like
0: yeah, they're by no means a bad club, and they do get a lot of shit. And um, it's uh, it's been good to see their resurgence um, under Ange Ball, which is uh, yeah, yeah. I'm it's good to see Naby doing well, you know. But
1: resurgence, and then. The opposite is Burnley. I mean, they've made a resurgence in the Premier League, but they are just looking lacklustre at yeah. like their best. Warning
0: um, signs for sure. Um, they haven't won a game nah. all season. That, they don't have any points, do they? No,
1: it's been three home games as well.
0: Yeah, they've lost three home games in a row. Um, granted, two of those were City and Spurs. Um, but... and Who was the, who was the third one? Was it uh, Chelsea?
1: Was it Chelsea? Uh,
0: I think it was. Uh, no, it was Villa. Villa.
1: Oh yeah, four 0 Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so they've had three, you know, teams that or three ones in sorry. the top half. Yeah, they've they've had three teams that finished in the top half of the Premier League last season. So it's I don't want to call anything too early. But you can't be losing five two at home. I don't care who your opposition is.
1: No, and company needs turf Moor to be a fortress. I mean that's what yeah. Sean Dash did at Burnley. Everyone hated mm-hmm. going to Turf Moor because
0: yeah, I think you're gonna get your ankles taken out. Right?
1: Yeah, it's not just that, but Brexit
0: war, mate.
1: <laughs> it's not. Yeah, of course, like the the style of play is totally different. But the atmosphere yeah. was just so hostile towards opposition. Like the amount of times Burnley beat Arsenal at Turf Moor
0: Yeah
1: is just stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um and I think <coughs> City have also had, you know, some disappointing games at Turf Moor. Mm, mm. Um so it it was it was good <laughs> it started off well with Lyle Foster getting the first goal. Um yeah. but it just didn't end well, did it at all. Um, yeah,
0: they just fell apart completely.
1: So yeah, I think company needs to give boys, you know, pull their heads yeah, in track. a bit. And yeah. I get, I get they've come up against not the most favourable opposition, but...
0: Yeah, they can't let that define
1: their season. No, and I think everyone says the aim to stay out of relegation is to get, you know, plus 35 points. That's usually what you want to try to get if you want to stay out of yeah. relegation. Um. So it's gonna be hard for them. I I think it's gonna be hard for all the clubs coming up from the championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but it's one of those things you're gonna have to wait and see. They've got the international break now. Recover. I don't know if if they have a lot of uh, players that would go on international duty. So. Gives um, them time to recuperate. Might, yeah. Yeah, might be a really good chance for them to just relax, you know, spend a week training with company who's a proven winner um, in the Premier League. And, uh, yeah, and uh, maybe they've got Nottingham Forest when, um, away when they uh, come back. Maybe they pick up a point there.
1: You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah.
0: But then after that, they've got um, United at home um, and then Newcastle away and then Chelsea at home. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brentford away, like they've got four shit games after that, um. So they they have a very tough start to the to the Premier League, um. So uh, we'll see how they go after ten match days. Um, with this, yeah, I think they will. They will be in the relegation zone, but I don't think they'll finish there.
1: Yeah, I think it's as always it was, but it's going to be a big challenge. Yeah.
0: A team that I do think will finish in the relegation zone is, uh, is Chelsea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't want to go too far into the game, but I just do want to do a quick... Um, just point something out to you. So they lost 1-0 to Nottingham uh, uh, at home, which is stupidly embarrassing. Um, but this is Chelsea's next uh, 10 games. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but I'll, I'll read them out to you. So after the international break, they've got uh, Bournemouth and. Uh, yeah, just Bournemouth. And then they've got Villa, Brighton, mm. uh, Fulham and Burnley aren't that bad. But after the hat, Arsenal, Brentford, Spurs, City, Newcastle, Brighton, United.
1: It's so crazy now that the Premier League is so stacked. Yeah, and uh,
0: like that's seven huge games in a row.
1: Yeah, but like, Th- Brighton never used to be that way. Newcastle yeah. never used to be that way. You know,
0: Brentford never used to be that. Yeah, way. Yeah,
1: like three, four years ago, we we look at this lineup and say, "Oh, Chelsea's got you know they, they yeah they've got maybe three, four games in those ten. They look
0: yeah st-
1: yeah, but now." Even even if that was my if that was a schedule for Arsenal I'd be thinking fuck we've got some some
0: <laughs> oh, even if that was the like schedule for City I'd be worried like I'd be looking yeah maybe we're going to have to drop points on a few of those games
1: Yeah um, and but yeah it's just crazy how the Premier League has become that so competitive now
0: Yeah and like that's 7 games in a row that I don't know if Chelsea's gonna even win one of those games. Like they might cop a draw against Burn. Ah, uh, not Burnley. Sorry, um, Brentford or maybe Newcastle. But I don't see them beating City. I don't see them beating Spurs. I don't see them beating Arsenal. And at at the moment, I don't see them being United either.
1: No, and I think the again with Chelsea, they need they just they just need form, and the best way to do that is earn it at home. And mm-hmm. it wasn't a good start losing at home to Nottingham, but no, they just—they no, really need not. to just. Ah, oh, I, I, we discussed this last week or the week before about how poor Chelsea is at the moment, and they just need to. I don't even know how to approach it now. Yeah. Like they've tried so much and it's still not working.
0: I know. I feel I feel bad for him and I feel bad for Poch as well. To come back into the premier League and and be at a chelsea uh club that is run poorly and is full of players that just have lost their way it's uh it's sad to see,
1: yeah I mean yeah, it's just i i don't even i w there's no answer to it because there's no real track record of other teams having this problem like to this extent, mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah yeah,
1: so yeah but
0: yeah, what can you do?
1: In comparison, um, I mean it's not a club but Bellingham, what is man?
0: What bro, what do they feed them over in Madrid, man? Like uh he has been insane at um at uh Madrid.
1: At the Real Madrid. It's,
0: yeah, he's been incredible. He just scored the ninety fifth minute winner against uh Gerona, I believe it was. Um. And how many games does he play here? I'll tell you. In four matches, he's got five goals and one assist.
1: From midfield.
0: From midfield. Like, what? I know England is a very overrated team when it comes to um like, uh the country like uh, country you know Euros, World Cup, and stuff like that, but their midfield is Bellingham, Foden. Um, Rice, Phillips, who, to an extent, you know, he's still a Premier League he player. He performs
1: well for England.
0: Yeah, he performs well for England. Um, Stones, when he wants to slot into that CDM role. Um, and then, like, there's a, there's a few others in there. Yeah, there. you Anderson, like, Ward-Prowse, if he Madison, really wanted to be Madison. in Madison? Yeah, Madison. Yeah, Ward-Prowse, Madison. Like, they've got a stacked midfield. <laughs>
1: It's been a while since England's been like this, you know. They obviously had, like, the Gerrard and Lampard days. You know, Michael yeah. Carrick. Um, David Beckham. Yeah, like, they just... And it's good to see that England have come back to that, you know. They've got a solid spine now. Yeah. The fact that Maguire's made into that bloody England team again is beyond me. But He's
0: crazy. I don't know what self-care smoking. He's not match-fit.
1: Bro, the, the guy has to Just, be on, like, some different sort of mushies, bro. He's going to be fucking, like...
0: <laughs> Dude, dude's been hitting the ganja, bro. Like, oh, my God. Bro,
1: he has been eating something, bro. But it, whatever it's doing, it's not making him think straight.
0: Dude, yeah, there's no way. Like, There's no way you can look at United not playing Maguire and go, yeah, you know what, that's that's a player that I want in my squad. No way. The bloke's a loser. He's like... He's a serial loser. Why would you want that in your in your team? Yeah, he exactly.
1: Wouldn't.
0: There's about a 1,001 other English centre-backs that you can choose from as well.
1: Like, yeah. Far oh, out. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, it's just... Uh, yeah. International break is coming up. And... Mm. I get that everyone kind of looks at this time as like, Oh, shit. Okay. We, we, don't, we don't have club football for two weeks yeah but I think this is just shows how much or well, how stupid the international break is in itself and who they choose to come like to like to go with the national team
0: yeah yeah i agree like it it's bad for high quality players that play for like City for example. John Stone uh, well John Stone's a bad example because he's been out injured for a bit. But let's just say that he was fully match fit and playing for England and playing for Man City. We have the Champions League, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, the uh, Super Cup, the Premier League, um and and he's doing in England international duties and he's the starter for City. Like he's gonna be playing so many games, like he's injured now right and that's that's proof my exact point these high class high quality players that get picked up um for these international uh, clubs who play at big clubs that have a massive schedule they're going to get injured right yeah. they, like they're putting their bodies through wear and tear and having so many international breaks throughout the the year is it's bound to to hurt players and now they're creating a champions league that has more matches than ever before
1: like, yeah, it's a big uh, point of contention. It's all about money. Like how yeah, it's all about money. How stacked the like schedule is getting. Um Yeah. Uh that's why I felt sorry for like championship sides who have to play eight more games in a year whilst playing the yeah. FA Cup and E F L Cup or Carabao yep. Cup, whatever you want to call it. Um and they also have the international break. And sometimes they don't even take into account so they still have to play through the international break so their best players go off and play for i don't know whoever it is jamaica you know t- nations that aren't at the top of the world but you know they still got decent players and so yeah. they lose their players to international duty and then those players at international duty play like a game every like three days yeah which is just yeah.
0: like I'm, I'm looking at this now like England have got um Ukraine in the Euro qualifiers, but then they've got a random qualifier, uh, random friendly against Scotland and Australia. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, just put all of the qualifiers in like one block period, right? And take a month off club football. I don't have these two week stupid little breaks. Like, go put these qualifiers in the two in the two month break that, um, the Premier League's not on or break up the Premier League. Don't have these two like two week stupid breaks. Um, that, you know, break up the season, and it it benefits some teams. Like, it it honestly does.
1: Yeah, I think it helps the lower teams down the table because they have more time to train together, you know. Yep. But with the higher-up teams, as you said, injury, and when you brought now Champions League looking at adding 36 teams... yeah um and the whole structure changing in itself mm. it's just
0: it's 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 bad news yeah Obviously, and
1: news. and you're going to have to have more players in your like in your squad now and i don't know if they're going to change say the squad registration rules in the premier league to deal with that because i think at the moment they're only allowed 25 maximum players registered in the Premier League at a time. Mm. So, I think it's just going to be... Uh, it's just not going to turn out well for um,
0: yeah, yeah. the bigger I think teams. Um, yeah, I think, st- Yeah, as you said, a point of contention. So, um, look, I'm praying that there's... Um, there's like limited injuries over this uh, international break but we'd be kidding ourselves if there's not at least one you know and that's and and it's a sad thing to say like at least one big name player is going to get injured in this international break I guarantee it
1: yeah I I I can definitely see that happening I mean the amount of times Thomas Partey has come back injured I know he's injured now but the amount of times he's come back injured from Ghana is just Mm. stupid
0: yeah it's stupid very stupid Anyways, um, we'll uh, do you wanna go over our tips for um, like our tips from last week? Yeah, yeah, and then sure. um, and then move into our tips this week. Obviously, we can't do the Premier League, but we can do the NRL finals, um, and then have a chat about uh, a team of the week.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay. So with tips, I believe I did pretty um, well, didn't I?
0: You did so. I've got them just here. Um, you've got three perfect games this week. You picked Luton West Ham uh, two one. Uh, you picked Sheffield Everton two all, and you picked Um Arsenal United three one, which is which is pretty insane. Like I I was you know I was cheering last week because I got fucking one game perfect. Um, and you now have gone and got three. Um, ironically, uh, you still got. Um, under 10 tips because you got uh, four games wrong. But um, I'll, I'll go through all the games now. So Luton-West Ham was 2-1. You got it perfect. I actually picked Luton to win, so I got zero. Um, Sheffield-Everton, you picked 2-2 perfectly. I picked Sheffield to win, um, so I got zero. City-Fulham, we both got uh, one, um, one point for that for City to win. I just want to quickly touch on the fact that I called the Haaland hat trick, and Ake to score. Um I don't get any points for that, but it's pretty fucking awesome. Um, Chelsea Forest, we both got zero points for that. Get the over yourself. Mate. Forest. Say again.
1: Get over yourself.
0: Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Might have to. <laughs> um Burnley Spurs, uh, you picked a draw, I picked Spurs to win. Um so I got one point, you got zero. Brentford, Bournemouth, neither of us got any points. Um, Brighton, Newcastle, neither of us got any points. We both picked Newcastle. Uh, Palace, Wolves. uh, You picked Palace to win. I picked uh, a draw. Uh, And you got Eze as a goal scorer, which is uh, impressive as well. Liverpool, Villa. I picked uh, Villa to win, and you picked Liverpool to win. You get a point for that. And then Arsenal, United, you got it perfect. And I got no points because I said a draw. So I actually only got two points out of all of those tips, and you got nine. So I was chatting shit about having a six-point fucking head start, <laughs> on the other, and now you're up. You're above me by one point. You're I'm on forty four, and you're on forty five. What a what a freaking choke.
1: Well, I think it helped in the fact that we didn't do the NRL, but
0: yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, can't dwell on the past. But some shit tips by me far out. In hindsight, like some of those are dumb. Um, oh, I was dumb enough to West captain
1: Nicholas Jackson on the weekend.
0: You did not. Yeah. You did not. I, 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 I was oh. that dumb. Dude, how, bro, I even told you Harlem would score a hat trick. I used my SEA powers and I, and I told you Harlem would get a hat trick. Well,
1: I thought like Chelsea just came off 3 0 win against Luton. I'm like, oh my. You know what? This is going to be the turning point for them.
0: And then <laughs> they like lose 1 0 to. F- fucking naughty dude that's poor form that is poor form yeah alright <laughs> that's that's shit that's shit luck actually um I saw Premier League posted the uh, the fantasy team of the week some asshole had Harland Son and Ferguson in his team and he captained um Harland
1: yeah I think at least they're not captaining Kurt Zuma or something like that like um
0: yeah,
1: earlier in the week before the te- like the game week had finished, someone triple captained Kurt Zuma
0: Who does that? You're joking.
1: Yeah, and they're, yeah. they're like highest points for, for, at the time, but who the fuck does that?
0: A yeah. dickhead, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is my same gripe that I have with the Rodri triple captaining that someone did in the first game week. Like fuck you, whoever did that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, what goes through your right mind to think? Oh, Kurt Zuma, yeah, it's triple captain Kurt Zuma.
0: Yeah, it's triple captain fucking Kurt Zuma, who was um who'd they play against? Uh, they
1: the, the It was against uh fuck why am I blanking on it right now?
0: It was against um
1: Uh Luton, Luton, Luton Luton Luton, Luton,
0: Luton, Luton. that was it, yeah, yeah. Like fuck off. You're a dickhead. Whoever captains the centre back is a dickhead. Yeah, What? why? Yeah. yeah Honestly Fuck you Whoever did that Um
1: The guy Has yeah. More Times kicking his cat Than
0: Scoring goals Yeah Literally Fucking hell Fuck See you know. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that uh, Um Yeah He's a prick Whoever The captain's in him Is a prick Um Anyone associated with that club's a prick and uh, let's move on to the NRL tips.
1: No, it sounds good. <laughs>
0: um, we've only got four games to pick from. Um, so, limited points that we can get this week. But that's that's the, the life of international break. Uh, so, we'll start with the first finals game, which I believe Bronco is Broncos Storm up in Brizzy.
1: Uh the Bronx. Yeah, I'm going to go the Bronx.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go to the Bronx. In a close game, though. I don't think they'll flog the storm. Yeah, between be 1 right. and
1: 13 for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, next one, Penrith Warriors in uh, the foot of the mountain.
1: Yeah, I mean, is that really a question? Who's going to win that one?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go 13-plus as well. Ah, uh, feel bad because I want the Warriors to do well, but I reckon they get smashed. Yeah, I'm going go 13-plus.
1: Sharks root chooks.
0: This is the hardest game. This is the hardest game because it's an elimination final as well. Like Storm and Warriors, you know, they'll play a bit more relaxed footy, I think. I think all four of those teams will play a bit more relaxed footy because they can't get eliminated. Um, but this will be an intense game. Um, the bookies have them pretty much at... Um, even. Even. Yeah. Even favourites. <sighs> Look. I'm going to out for the Sharks.
1: Go the Roosters. So.
0: I want to go the Roosters as well, but Sharks at Shark Park, I'm going to back the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough.
1: I, I'm just going to go the slight underdogs and the Roosters, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That, at least I'll make our tips different. Um, and then the humping of the round, Knights-Raiders. Uh, Knights 30-plus, Knights lock it in. Raiders are getting um, bent
1: over. They are... Raiders
0: are getting to get... Oh dude. You've heard of your first lads. It's it's gonna be shafting. <laughs> it's like you'll you'll see it up on, you know, um websites as the biggest humping in NRL finals history. Like it's it, it could be it could be it could go to courts as like assault. That's how bad it will be. It'll be yeah,
1: a I think defamation like, lawsuit.
0: Yeah. Defamation lawsuit of the Raiders, you know. Um I think Knights just, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad, isn't it? I, I don't know if I even want to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I not going to bother watching that one. I, I Probably the one, only one I might watch is, say, the Broncos and Storm game and the Sharks and yeah. Roosters. I think those are the two most interesting ones.
0: Yeah. Dude, Knights to win by 30 or more points is only $5.50. <laughs>
1: I can't blame the boogies on that one, to be honest. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> but the scenes if Raiders win
0: oh dude if, if they win fucking props to them honestly props to them but um, yeah you got no chance sorry lads
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you got, you got no chance against an informed Knights team yeah sorry they're only $1.20 to win Jesus
1: yeah it's just uh...
0: yeah alright do you want to finish up with our team of the weeks I've got mine here if you want me to go first.
1: Yeah, you go ahead first.
0: Alrighty, righty. So, um, I've gone for, um, I'm, not, I'm not just sticking to Premier League and NRL players. You know, I've gone for, we're doing athletes. You know, it's our 5 side of athletes. So, um, I've taken liberties in that. I've got up front, I can't go past him. Son, I thought he had, I thought his was the best hat-trick of the three. Um, so, that's why I've chosen him up front. Um, spoke about him before. Bellingham goes into my midfield. Um, in, my, in my back line, uh, I've got two players. I've got Gabriel. I thought that he was immense against, um, against United and that pulling his body so that he put Garenacho offside was so clever that I couldn't leave him out of my five-a-side. Um, I've got uh, a manly player who I thought blitzed the Tigers, Kula. Uh, Kula. Uh, he is a speed demon, that kid. And um, he's going to be a player of the future if Manly keep him. So I thought he was fantastic. And you're going to hate me for putting uh, him in uh, my five-a-side as my keeper. But I watched this game and I thought that he was the best player on the pitch, even with Messi having a great game. It's actually Callender for Into Miami. miami If you go and watch that game... His saves against, um I think it was uh, LAFC, he he won the game for into Miami. It wasn't Messi, who got two great assists. It was actually Callender for the cr- incredible saves that he had. Uh, LAFC had more shots on goal, way more expected goals, and Callender kept him in that game. So he goes in at my number one position. That's
1: a very strong five-a-side. Uh...
0: Yeah, it's not bad, eh? <laughs>
1: But the MLS is a joke of a league. So
0: Dude, I, I know it is Burger League, but Burger League is better than Camel League, so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well mine's very attacking. I don't have many defensively mined players in my team. You're
0: right.
1: So we'll start from keeper and I'm putting a centre back in goals in Christian Romero. I think he just scored a screamer. Um you don't see yep. centre backs put goals in like that. Very often. Uh, it can't kind of takes me back to the Saliba goal against Bournemouth last season. Mm. Uh, but he also played, I think, relatively well. I don't think you can take much away from him. Uh, then in front of him, I put Declan Rice. Bit of a bias in there, but grab his first Arsenal goal. Control the tempo of the game. Um, solid performance. Mm. Then I've got to put one of the hat-trick... Uh, but he's in there in Erling Haaland. I think you just got to put him in there. The guy's gonna be, I think, in one of our five sides every week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, and then I have, funny enough, Anthony Elanga for Nottingham.
0: I okay. I actually back that. That is a great pick. Uh, explain.
1: Well, he came off the bench. I'm pretty sure he didn't start. I don't think he started.
0: No, he didn't start. He did come off the bench.
1: Came off the bench for an injury, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in Oliveira. And yep. instant impact. The guy wins the game off the bench, instant impact. Like, within, I think, not even 30 seconds of him being on. I think it was one of his first touches of the game was him scoring, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah.
1: And for Nottingham, I think that's just an amazing three points to take away. And Anthony Langer, I think, deserves a spot for that.
0: Mm, mm, I agree.
1: Um, and then finally, Ebrichi Eze, I will have in my team. Uh,
0: From uh, Palace?
1: Yeah, he's he's just a yeah. solid performance. I think the guy is a baller and a half. Yeah. Um... I I think he deserves... I didn't see if he got into the England side, but if he didn't, he very much deserves to be in the England side Mm. uh, for international break. But, hey, he's just... He's proving everyone that he is a different sort of gravy, you know. He's just... He's got it, man. Yeah,
0: he's uh, Yeah, he's a great... He's a great player. And I think... uh, Two super strong uh, 5 fiver sides this week. I like them.
1: Yeah,
0: I, probably. Our, I reckon I our strongest fiver sides uh, yet.
1: Yeah, I think the most competitive ones for sure. I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, in terms of poll this week, um, I was thinking to to chuck it to the um to the viewers and something we might talk about um kind of maybe put a bit of content out on social media. Who do you reckon has had the best transfer window out of the big six?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. I think we can leave that to the viewers. I mean,
0: yeah, I definitely have my own opinions, and um, as I said, we might put some content out uh, talking about that. But um, yeah, have some have some unbiased uh, thoughts and opinions first, and then uh, yeah, we'll have a chat about it. I reckon.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that'll be our Q and A. I think. You can top yeah, whatever team yeah. you guys want and uh, leave your um, uh, your argument as well. So instead of just voting, yeah. they can say what they want to, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I reckon that'd be good.
1: Alrighty, I awesome. think is that, that about right. wraps it up, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, a bit of a long one today, um, but really got over a lot of stuff. I think next week's will be a bit shorter because of the international break. Um, but, uh, yeah. We'll be able to focus um, on some different
1: stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah. It gives us a bit more range. And I think, um, actually the NFL starting up, um, this, this weekend. Well, there you go. Um, so we can talk about, um, some of those games as well next week.
1: Monday night football.
0: Monday night football.
1: Well, all right. That's all from me, folks.
0: Yep, same as me. We'll uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Catch up. Stay up.